This is the Small Church Media Podcast with Mark Hyde. What is up, friends? And welcome back to the Small Church Media Podcast. And hey, welcome to Christmas week. If you're listening to this episode after Christmas and it's already 2022 and um, the world shut down again, I don't even know what's going to happen in 2022. But either way, welcome back to the Small Church Media Podcast. If you are listening when this episode drops, I hope you and your church have a great Christmas season. We've done a lot of work and a lot of prep to get your churches ready digitally for that Christmas season. And I hope you were able to take those steps and maybe even see a little bit of fruit of your labor going into the next year. We had some great conversation about how to get your church ready for Christmas, what to do to get them excited to come back to 2022, and even get some uh, some vision and some, some ideas around just why you do what you do. In today's conversation, though, we're going to talk about something that I'm pretty sure is probably... Um, I would say the most widely used piece of technology that churches use every single Sunday, and that is worship slideshows, whether it's on a screen or a TV. Most churches, I would say all across America, and hey, even all over the world, use a computer hooked up to a projector so that way when the church is doing their worship and song time of the service, people can sing along and, and you know see the words up on the screen. And this is more of a recent phenomenon compared to what has been happening for centuries and centuries and even more than that. I mean, thousand years ago when churches were singing, I don't know what they did thousands of years ago, but growing up as a kid, I grew up in a church where we use hymn books, right? We had these old, nasty, smelt like mothballs, and let's just be honest, really old, nasty paper. <laughs> and the, the worship pastor would stand up and say, all right, turn your hymn books to number 122. And we're only singing verses 1, 3, and 4. Or sometimes it was, we're only singing verses 2, which I always hated when we skipped the first verse. Can I just say that? But you know, you, you always had verses 1, 3, and 5, or 1, 2, and 4. You n- never did the whole song. Or for some reason, I don't know if this was just my church, when it was a song that was super slow and nobody knew we sang every single verse, and it was awful. But but either way, getting back to today's conversation, most churches nowadays use an overhead, not an overhead projector, oh goodness, a digital projector hooked up to a computer to put their slides up on the screen. And this was a great revolution when it came to um, being able to sing new songs that maybe were not in a hymn book. And since these songs were not in a hymn book, it actually saved money because now you don't have to constantly buy new books over and over and over and over again. And I know a lot of churches that still don't use overhead slides, what they do is if there's a new song, they print it, they stick it in the worship guide and go for it. But I would say that if you are listening to this podcast, chances are you are using some sort of computer with a presentation software to get your song's lyrics up on the screen during the worship time. And today I'm going to give you four tips about how to make your worship slides better. And where this conversation all started in my head was I was visiting a buddy's church here locally in the South Bend area. And this was a historic church. I mean, this church was, I think, built in the late 1800s, one of the centerpieces of this town's downtown. I mean, the church's address is on Church Street. I mean, it's been here forever. When you walk in, they've done a great job at restoring the building and it was gorgeous and it was well lit. They had stained glass windows. Everything felt good. And I happened to sit up in the balcony because it was a really busy service that day. And so I got a bird's eyed peek 
into what the entire media and tech team did because you, you know what I do. I sat right behind the tech booth because I wanted to see what they had going on. And so I could see all the announcement slides and this, that, and the other. And they had this beautiful sanctuary, but something that immediately caught my eye, and we'll talk about this later, is they were using one of the most expensive MacBooks that you could have bought but they were using a free PowerPoint presentation software on it, which I'm like, okay, we could do a little bit better. We'll talk about some good alternatives to PowerPoint or Google Slides. But the thing that killed me was they had an image of some lilies with some text on top of it, and then the projectors were so dim, I could barely see the worship slides from where I was sitting. And I have a feeling that many churches know that they need to get their slides up there. They want their church to look and make it look a little clean and a little pretty, but I think think a lot of good intentioned people actually do a lot of damage to their church's A, credibility, and also the professionalism of what the church can offer when they try to do some things that they think are good and they think are worthwhile, but in reality, they're more of a distraction, and actually you will lose credibility with people who happen to visit your church. So really quick, we're going to talk about the four ways of how to make your worship slides better, and then I'm going to give you some tips moving forward if you want to go in a different direction. So here's number one for how to make your worship slides better. Use only a black background with white text on top of it. Black background, white text. In today's day and age, people can you can get pictures anywhere. You can get motion backgrounds virtually anywhere for cheap or free. I know some people who pop them off YouTube, which is A, also illegal. But B, there's some great companies out there like Visual Church Media, Church Motion Graphics, Church Media Drop, you can get free ones as well. And we want to have these these motion backgrounds that are happening in the back that are it's cool, it sets a vibe, it does all these different things, and then we have pictures on top of that. But the problem is, is so many motion backgrounds are so distracting, and let's just be honest, don't fit the mood of the church where they actually cause more harm than good because it makes readability of the text poor. Sometimes these motion backgrounds, I had to delete and delete and delete these certain ones off of our church's computer because the person running the slides kept doing it, and he thought they were great, but it made our church look like we were a church from back in the 90s, which I mean, we didn't have in the 90s, early thousands. How about that? And it just looked like we instantly dated our worship service with that. But if you do a black background with white text, it instantly cleans up your stage. In fact, this is a move our church did probably about a year, year and a half ago. And the reason was, is we actually had an older machine running ProPresenter. That's what we use. And when we upgraded to the newest ProPresenter, the computer just could not handle any sort of, any, any sort of motion background. So what we did, just to make it easy, we didn't want a picture because that just looked cheesy, in my opinion. So we went with a black background, white text. And that was literally just to speed up the actual processing time of the computer. But what we found out was is that older people in the church liked it because it was less distracting, less things that were moving, less colors created more of a contrast so people could actually see the screen better. And then on top of it, it actually made our stage look cleaner actually. So it didn't just help with people reading what was going on, but it made the stage cleaner and actually made it look more like a, these are just the words of the song that we are singing. So we're more focused on what the music is and what the words are than the design of the background. And even though we upgraded our computer, we put a lot of money into our new visual media computer, we decided we're still not doing motion backgrounds. We're going to keep it black and we're going to keep it white. Now I know churches back in the day, <laughs> my church included when we first got an overhead projector, 
For some reason, it was a blue background with yellow text. I don't know why we did that. If you're still doing that, please don't. But if you want to instantly make your worship service and the vibe in the worship center, sanctuary, chapel, whatever you call it, better and cleaner and less cheesy, do a black background, white text. Here's a second way, though, about how to make your worship slides better is use a good, strong font, and I'll put a couple in the show notes. Avenir is one of my favorites. CMG Sands is another one of my favorites. Railway is another good one. But use a strong font, and then here's the kicker. Never, ever change the font. Maybe you can change it between worship services for the weeks, but if you're going to have a slide up there, never change the way the font looks. Now, I know a lot of modern services, if you watch modern services, they'll do these things where they'll have a strong text and script fonts and all these reappear, disappear, but there's there's literally hiring someone and paying them a ton of money to make custom videos for those worship services. But if you just want to make it easy on your volunteers, honestly, even take the stress out about wasting time to try to find a good font. Pick one font for your church and say, this is our church's font that we're going to use. Our church, we switched them. We tried a bunch of different ones. We did Helvetica for a bit. We did Avenir, which is my personal favorite for a lot of things. We did that for a bit. We did Open Sands, but we settled on what's called CMG Sands, and Church Motion graphics created their own font that is proven to be more um, uh, legible. Is that the right word? It, it gives better readability to people in the audience because of the way the kerning is, the way the shapes are shaped themselves. It just works. So CMG Sands is what our church decided to use, and we have not strayed from that in a very, very long time, and it's always consistent, and our volunteers waste no time. The third way about how to make your worship slides better is do not have more than four lines of text on the screen, and if you want another perk, never have less than two. Now, I sometimes I know churches, when they first started having projectors, they would put the entire, um, entire verse <laughs> the entire verse of a song up on the screen and then the entire course. And the reason was is because it's less flipping for the people in the back. And I totally get that. And you want to see what the entire song is. But at the same time, the more words you have on the screen, it's proven that it is actually more distracting. People will start to read ahead. They'll do whatever they have to do. But if you put an entire verse up on the screen, it actually makes it harder to read. And psychologically, when you're changing the screen, more, it actually causes people to engage in the screen. Now, the way a lot of modern churches do it, and our church tried doing this for a little bit, is the way the modern church goes is they only have two lines of text on the screen at a time. And our church did this for a while, and we tried it, but the problem was is if the people on the slides ever happen to be off by a split second, or let's be honest, they're teenagers and they get distracted, it would distract the entire worship service. So we as a church have found, and a lot of other churches I've asked about what they do where their sweet spot is, in most churches that put their worship slides up on the screen, they say they want at least four lines of text on a screen. That's proven to not be too much, not be too little. And if you happen to find a place where you only have one line on a screen because it's repeat, you know, it, it happens. It totally happens. But never have more than four lines on a screen. And this is why, which is number four of how to make your worship slides better, is give uh, give line room to breathe. Uh, that, that was worded really poorly. But give your lines uh, of your text room to breathe. So when you have eight lines of text on the screen, you got to squish that sucker down. You got to make your font smaller. And then the actual line space, like, you know, Microsoft Word, you can have um, 
one spacing or 1.5 or double spaced or something like that. If the more lines of text you have on the screen, A, the smaller your font size is, but also you have to squish those lines of text down. You want to give your actual text room to breathe. And the reason is if people are standing far back and they're just looking at a screen, if you shove everything too close together, it just becomes a blur, it becomes a ball. And if you want to serve your congregation well, give your lines room to breathe. Whether you decide to make it 1.2, my favorite is actually 1.4, not 1.5, 1.4. I do that for websites as well. If you can give your text lines room to breathe, you'll find that it's actually easier for your people to follow along. So really quick, we're going to recap, and then I'm going to give you some tips if you decide to go against what I just said at number one, which is totally cool. It's your decision. But my opinion is how you can make your worship slides instantly better is use a black background and white text only. No picture, no motion background, black background, white text, which also helps if you have a weaker projector that's not as strong the words will come out a little bit better. Number two is use a strong font. I I should have said this. You want to use a sans serif, nothing with feet, no Times New Roman, no uh, Garamond. Use something like a CMG Sans, an Avenir, a Railway, something that's a strong sans serif that's easy for people to read. Again, I'll put show notes, uh, put links in the show notes. Number three is don't have more than four lines of text on the screen. And number four, give those lines room to breathe. So, okay, let's say we had this conversation, right? And you're like, you know what, Mark? We really like motion motion backgrounds it, it, or we like pictures on the background. And the reason being is because it just makes the worship center, like it fits with the design of how our worship center is. And for our worship center, our back wall, thank goodness, we're talking about finally repainting, but our back wall is that dark burnt maroon that was super hot back in like what, 2008, maybe 2009. So whenever we would put a motion background up there, we actually limited the color palette of these are the only the approved designs that we can have up on that back wall. In fact, whenever I make a church sermon graphic for each series, I have to keep that stupid red wall in mind when I design it. Cause if you slap a red background next to a maroon wall, it just, it doesn't look good. So we found to keep it looking classy in our sanctuary, that black background looked good. But based on how your sanctuary is laid out and the same for our student ministry, we kept motion backgrounds up because it just fit the vibe. So if you want to keep using motion backgrounds, here are some really, really good and easy tips to help make sure that you're doing this well, where you're not actually distracting or taking away from your worship services. Um, The first tip I can give you if you want to use motion backgrounds is use a background that does not have a ton of motion. You don't want things to change fast. You don't want it to move fast. You, I honestly am not the biggest fan of this bokeh style where lights appear and disappear almost like flashing lights. Some people, it's it's just not good. It's a little trippy for some people. Or if it moves too fast, you're more so looking at the background than you are for the words, which then can be distracting. But you find a background that does not have a ton of motion and also use the same color palette or the same background for the whole service. Reason why I bring this up is, uh, actually, this is my wife's church, uh, her former church when she lived down in Tennessee. I went and visited her, and their backgrounds completely changed in terms of the color, in terms of the shapes and the styles, the fonts changed, and it just, it, it, it looked like it was cheeseball fest. It was it was just awful. But use the same color palette. So if you want to use different colored or different motion backgrounds, stick with the blues. Or if you're going to go with green, stick with the greens. You're going to go with purple, stick with the purple. We trained our media team to do this when we were using motion backgrounds. Of Use either the same one all the way through if you're not really sure, but also if you're going to change 
change them, make sure they are within the same color palette. So we actually tagged those and it worked really well. Another really easy tip is don't put heavy strokes on your letters. If you're using a white font and you have to put a big old thick black border around each one of your letters, just so you can read the text, change the background, don't change the text. Here's another tip that actually one of my favorite visual media people at our church, his name is Gabe, he's a teenager. He decided a few years ago that he wanted to start grayscaling each of his motion backgrounds. So every time he was in service, he got tired of, okay, having to pick a color palette and this, that, and the other. And once in a while, he would just put a bunch of them in and just make them all gray, which is an option inside a Pro Presenter that we can do to change the colors of the backgrounds. In fact, that's how we made the color palettes. If they found a background they liked, Pro Presenter, we could actually change the hue and saturation to match that same color palette they were going with. But he decided to grayscale every one of his motion backgrounds one week, and then we stuck with it for a while because it still had that black vibe up on the screen that we liked with some motion, but it kept the words out in front. So that was a really cool tip that we were able to do. And the last one, I cannot stress this enough. If you are using just a blank picture behind your text, just please don't. <laughs> Reason is, is again, that one church I went to, it was historic. It was beautiful. It was awesome. And they used tulips and lilies and flowers with these light blue backgrounds and black text. It literally looked so old and cheesy and out of style that it just wasn't good. Now, there are some back, or some cute pictures. Not cute. That's not true. There are some flat pictures that you can use behind your text. And I would say if you want to do that, find your color palette that you want to use. And when you're looking for those pictures, whether you're using a free platform like Pexels or Unsplash or Canva or whatever you want to do, make it more pattern-based. So if you want to do like blue pattern or white pattern or black pattern and make it more subtle, that is an easy way to use a flat picture that's not cutesy and make it actually um, good. Is that the right answer? Make it actually good. And let's say you find a picture that you like, but it doesn't quite fit the color palette and you don't know what to do. Let's say you're using Google Slides or Keynote or PowerPoint. You put that background in, right? You take another shape and you put that shape on top of your background and just make it whatever color you want. So let's say, let's just make it a uh, darker blue. Let's, let's do a darker blue, like, you know, that Penn State Michigan blue. You put that on top. You bring the opacity down to like whatever you want to bring it down to where the background comes out, but it's more of a flat color. That's really how you make your text stand out. So if you even just take a picture in general, here's a just hint for a sermon series. Take a picture that you like, put a colored actual square or rectangle over the entire thing, drop that opacity down to like 85%, then white text will easily show up on your motion background. But for this conversation, if you want a quick and easy fix in order to make your worship slides better, seriously, just use a black background, white text, pick a good font, have no more than four lines of text on the screen, give your line a little room to breathe, and I can promise you, your worship slides will instantly get just a little bit better. Just like always, guys, if you enjoyed this conversation, feel free to reach out to me. I would love it if you leave me an Apple Podcast review. I'll hook you up with some free Starbucks on your boy. I can't have coffee with you if you're if you're out of my area, but I can at least send you some gift cards for some coffee. How about that? So leave a review. I would love to get you an Apple Pod or an Apple Podcast, an app. Wow, hello. Leave a review, Apple Podcast. I'll send you a Starbucks gift card. But if you want to continue this conversation at all, seriously, go to smallchurch.media. You can leave a comment on this episode or just find me on Instagram or Facebook. All the links are in the show notes. I would love to answer any question that you have. And before I let you go, I just want to let you guys know that I'm working on 
for lack of better words, some services that that I can offer either free of charge or small charges or hire me to help you do a couple of really unique and fun things for your church. I'm working on some services where you can hire me as your freelancer to take care of your church's digital needs when it comes to social media or coaching or training or, hey, I'm even thinking about making a course on how to build your own church website using um it's well, it's free. You just have to pay every single month to use these types of website builders. I'm trying to do a lot of cool things just to be able to help us small churches have a big kingdom impact, both with our congregations and the church around us. So if there's any conversation you want to have, and as you're looking forward to your budget for the next year, you're 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 kind of curious about what is it like to bring someone on to help your church continue to grow on social media or just in media at all, feel free to reach out to me. I'll have that conversation as we're building those out. Next week, we have one more conversation before we send you guys into the new year. So come back just like always on Tuesday for another great conversation all about small churches. So until next time, guys, take it easy and have a Merry Christmas. The Small Church Media Podcast is a part of Mark Hyde Creative.